poets and intellectuals of this time, the innovative minds, the intelligentsia, those that are breaking down the barriers and choosing a bohemian existence, escaping from dreary suburban ideals and materialistic death traps. Where are these engaging people? The risk takers, the revolutionaries, those living apart from this big unrest, those escaping the sterility of corporate junkies who get high on materialistic consumption. Welcome to the Bohemian Beat. We will journey beyond the horizon and find the artists living on the edge, going down into the murky waters of their very existence, where these brave souls have re-emerged with art that is challenging, original and brutal. You have tuned into The Bohemian Beat. I'm Riddy, with you for the next hour with poetry and music. We have a special show today. An eclectic hour of poetic gems and music, elusive to the mainstream. Byron Shire poet Robert Gibson will be joining us soon to share some of his poetry. And also special guests Ella and Melody, students from the SAE Creative Institute in Byron Bay. But first, we will start with a poet hobbyist, Liz Davies. Now... Liz Davies was born in Botswana in 1946. She spent her childhood with her little brother Tom in the African bush. She's now living in England, but she's lived in places all around the world with her husband Mike, who worked for the UN, including places like South Africa, Rhodesia, Iran, Indonesia and the Philippines. With the encouragement from her friends, Liz shared more of her poetry to the point where one of her friends, Colin, who many will know who used to read the news on community radio, well, Colin was that inspired by her poetry, he put them into a book format with beautiful pictures and recorded them and then gifted a copy to me. So thank you, Colin, that's very, very special. And the collection is called Flame Lily Gloriosa and 16 other poems. So let's start with her first poem from the collection, Stars and the African Child. Stars and the African Child I was born, grew, and flourished in a tawny golden bowl of Africa, among ramparts of tumbled granite rocks, where antelope passed in painted frieze under a pale bleached sky, eagles floating. A sky that lit up bronze and flaming at day's end, then filled with pinpricks of glacial light. The southern cross spread constant across the sky, and the archer standing akimbo over my door, as the world turned childhood slow in the indigo night. I tumbled breathless, tear-streaked and dusty, from rough-coat, bony, devilish donkeys, feet stuck with paper thorns, devil thorns, arms scratched and bare, never thought to wear shoes. Africa tripped me over, thumped me, loved me, washed me in warm brown flowing rivers, sandbars rising, sinking, slow windmill turning, clanking, tangling my heart, 
caught for all time in the weight of its thorns. I will never be free, though the grey Lari calls, Go away, go away, and I did. She was from Botswana He was from UK When she told him Gana Gana He replied I'm yours okay She was dancing She was dancing Mba. Mba. He was dancing was dancing Fielder with Botswana. 
And before that, Colin reading Stars and the African Child from a poetry collection he put together by Liz Davies called Flame Lily Gloriosa and 16 other poems. Beautiful collection of poems that really give taste and texture to the places Liz experienced through her travels. And we will listen to another poem from that collection called Far Bugles. This poem is a sad old post-mortem for Rhodesia. Far bugles. The girl sits on her swing, rushed and breathless. A sturdy swing built by her father on rustic poles in this fading outpost of the British Empire. She pulls and surges, strains long brown limbs, soars high and sees with joy above the trees the dusty blue horizon, and the afternoon breeze carries the faint sound of brassy army bugles from the school fields, from the school of boys, good boys who blow and march and play at soldiers, blond and innocent of their future, their future mapped out and engineered by their fathers, their governors, strong certain men who decree that the white race will rule for a millennium still. They declare that the people of this high plateau, the tribes of Africa, are destined to be hewers of wood and drawers of water for eternity, just as the good book says. They're in black and white, no questions, thousands of fierce certain biblical years ago, back in the Sinai desert, back in the past. And so it comes to pass, as the girl fades from the swing, grows and leaves the town, as it rocks forlorn in a cold wind, that these strong blonde boys in a fraying empire, enlisted to defend this indefensible principle, will die, as soldiers do, or scatter to the four winds of the world, leaving the wild abandoned borders of the last outpost of a disappearing empire. At the first light of dawn Get my clothes out of pawn As we grow older The rats grow bolder And when they sound the retreat I'll get you out of this heat For they might send us along Into what won't be home Were you ever mine? I thought you should know that we are now guiltily walking your poetry. Oh, Rhodesia, buried in the sands of time. I thought you should know that we are now hastily chasing you. by another man's sons felt it dishonorable for one to stay out of it and how could it be wrong we were fighting on the wrong side of a losing war and time has made orphans of us all Oh 
to the Bohemian Beat, produced at Bay FM and Byron Bay, and heard nationally across a community radio network. We just heard Rome with Lullaby for Georgie, from their album A Passage to Rhodesia, and before that, Colin reading a poem by Liz Davies called The Far Bugles, from her collection of poems Flame Lily Gloriosa. And thanks, Colin, for sharing that labour of love with us today. One of the great things about going to poetry readings is you get to hear and meet those poets who generally don't put themselves out there. The ones who tend to avoid Facebook, Twitter and promotion. Just happy to share their passion, rhythm and rhymes with others. And that is how I met the elusive Byron Shire performance poet Robert Gibson. Robert, welcome to the Bohemian Beat. Good morning, Riddy. How are you? I'm great, thanks. That's excellent. Robert, what sparked your passion for performance poetry? Um, I encountered uh, performance poetry at the rails here in Byron about 20 years ago, and I was, I was immediately taken with it. It was, uh, I, I just wanted to be a part of it. It's, it's so engaging. It's immediate. It's, it's kind of visceral in when you're there hearing poetry from the writer in their own words. That's excellent. So 20 years ago, were you interested in poetry beforehand? Um, I'd written a couple of things in my 20s, I guess, um, some small poems and, and song lyrics, but there'd been a big gap, yeah. So after seeing it at the, um, the rails, you then you started to form poems, or how did that actually well, happen? Well, I think it prompted me to write and um, so that I have something to present. Um, things were pretty modest at the f- at first, but um, um, overcoming the nerves of being behind a microphone, um, it's it's quite challenging. Um, um, but it's 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 a great challenge to meet, um, to share, and to get a response from people that you can see. And what do you think makes a good performance poem? Um, that's for me. It starts with the poem. Um, that's got to be engaging, it's got to be convincing. Um, there's all levels of performance um, and, and some people are really great at that. I'm, I'm, I'm middle, middling, I'd say, but, but I, I focus on my writing. And in terms of your focus in a poem, um, do you focus on breath or rhythm? or? Yeah, I, I definitely go for, for rhythm, for um, pitch. Um, I'm I'm trying to to create wordplay, uh, and and I try to match the the rhythm to to my breath to the spoken word that's that's natural and organic. 
Excellent. And would you like to share a poem? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, the first I'd like to do is was was kind of inspired by by performance poetry, or at least a, a live poetry event. Um, and it's there are some wonderful, uh, clever and attractive women in performance poetry. So I'd like to you know dedicate this to them. She. She is pulling pearls out of a silken purse filled with loose change, lipstick and her best blank verse. The poetess is in full cry. The beauty with the amber eyes, the, the honeyed voice, the wicked smile. She's a charmer, she's got style, but I'm attracted by her mind. Not just the way she looks. Those other women think nothing good comes in books. Her flawless poems, she polishes them, each one upon her silver tongue, and throws them up for me to catch in half a glass of wine, casting pearls before swine. When a drunkard shouts, show us your tits, she plumps her breasts and she swings her hips, she pouts, and she bears not her bosom but her soul in a slow striptease of her scarlet past. The body of her work so revealing, her seven veils of language so artfully arranged, deliciously deceiving. She has bawdy blue tails fashioned from her intimate encounters with the countless jaded lovers who could not match her passion or touch her purple prose. Sadly, they were merely men. She made short works of them. No single one could satisfy an appetite like hers. She's got spoken word sketches of this collection of her exes, an anthology of, of her amorous liaisons, complete and unabridged, hot and steamy, never frigid. Like glass beads in a necklace, she strings images together of black lace lingerie and leather, red light nights and motel rooms, one night stands and honeymoons, of jealousy and all that jazz, love longing and regret. What's a man to do? I'll buy this writer another drink, give her my rapt attention, applaud her sparkling poetry. Who knows, maybe the next few lines will be on me. Thank you, Robert. That is excellent. Robert Gibson. Fantastic. So that's a real sort of... Um that's sort of conveying that sensual appeal of the mind. Absolutely. Yeah, and, um, and the excitement of, of live poetry. You know, I, I like that. I mean, I really like the idea of, of that sort of sensual aspect of the mind because we get so caught up in the physical realms without actually looking at what lies within. Yeah. The other thing about um, live poetry is that it gets to the mind not through the page and the eye. It, it reaches you through the ear. So it's 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 very immediate and it's almost it's a bit intravenous, you know. It it gets there directly. Excellent, excellent. Would you like to share another poem with us? Maybe tell us a little bit about it. Um, sure. Um, this is a lot. Of, some of my themes touch on um, protest um, that's political or environmental. Um, and it's it's difficult if you if I get caught up in um, in current events because things do change and uh, I, well 
a poem that I might have worked on a lot. It's become its currency devalues as time changes and those events go into the past. Uh, it's sometimes helpful to to sort of pan back from the scene and get a, a bigger picture, and then the work can have more meaning and more profundity, I suppose. So uh, this subject was important to me, but I didn't have a way into it until maybe a year ago when I, I read some notes in a magazine and, and it gave me a clue. Excellent. A spotlight, barely moving, pierced the empty darkness, stabbing sharp and silent at just the speed of light. Alone and antiquated by the spot illuminated across the floor of granite, the tortoise raced with time. Long before old England's oak trees were felled for making warships, long before Tasmania's eucalypts were felled to make mere wood chips, before rainforest Borneo was raised for raising palm oil, this long life shell backed terrapin trod on Mesozoic soil. Before the, the tales of brave Ulysses, before the archer stuck, struck Achilles, past the Aztecs and the Incas, the tortoise slow walks on, through the myth and legend of the peoples of the planet. An avatar of Vishnu in the Hindu pantheon, she is the steadfast, the immortal Kumar, a still point in the churning ocean of the mind. On her shell back she bears the burden of the world. Long before Egyptian hieroglyphics, before cuneiform, long before alphabets and numbers, before the written word, before illuminated manuscripts, before Gutenberg, the great tortoise bore the world across the void. In China, symbolic of the duality yin and yang, her flat belly is the earth, her dome carapace the sky, an attribute of Aphrodite, the Greek tortoise god, Chalone. Past the winter palace of the Russian Tsars, the stately pleasure dome of Kublai Khan, past the rise and fall of empires and the pompous game of thrones, past failed republics and the ravages of war. On and on she crawled. Old Testudo has seen it all. Now the tortoise in folklore is a trickster and that hare is running still ever and always in second place. Modern man missed the wisdom of the old ones. Google it. Aesop's fables. Morals for the human race. Across the ages we have traded the warmth of the, the tribe's fire circle for the next cool iPhone. Incessant texting so we never feel alone. So who's the bunny in this scenario? We Ravaged Mother Earth to fuel an artificial life, we are held in thrall by shiny pretty things. The tortoise, slow and tranquil, that hare is running still. Men rush blindly in Koyaanisqatsi dreams. Now the world is out of balance. The tortoise feels the shift and stumbling recalls the way Earth used to feel. Before the dammed and fetid rivers, before the sick and silted streams, once were rich wetland oases, once vibrant coral reefs. Before the reclamation, before the, the toxic continent of plastic that inhabits the high seas. Before Hiroshima, 
Nagasaki, Fukushima, Chernobyl, before Exxon oil spoiled the Alaskan coast, before BP's Black Gulf of Mexico. Now men raid the tombs of ghost slaves that were laid down long ago and burn their brown coal bodies to make the cities glow. The noise of traffic drowns all thought and starlight hides in shame. The tortoise and time remain. Price per barrel, drill and pillage, crude oil barren greed for ancient, extinct swamp life, morphed by time, by geology. A host of captive ghost slaves made prehistory's black gold. Internally combustible, their hydrocarbon souls. The great tortoise dodged the tar pit. The old terrapin slow moved on. Now, behold, a coal seam gas and shale oil world of acid, rust and stone. A broken down, exhausted world of deadwood, thirst and crows. With polar ice caps rapid melting, as the seven warm seas rose, in climactic race with time, the great tortoise, barely moving, falls behind. Burden of the world on her broad shell back. The spotlight fades to black.
is the Bohemian Beat, and I am speaking with Byron Shire poet Robert Gibson. We just heard Neil Young with Vampire Blues. It's a special track for you, isn't it, Robert? Yeah, well, um, Neil Young in a, in a halo of gut guitar strings, that's one of my favourite things. Um, that, that was a track from On the Beach. It's, it was, came out in 1974, so you'd have to say that the Neil Young has been raging against the, you know, the evils of the establishment and the crimes of corporations for more than 40 years. It's amazing how long it takes people to catch up. Yeah, really. <laughs> and the poem we heard prior, what was the name of that poem? Um, I, I'm really hesitant to put a, put a title on that. Ah, because, the Untitled. Yeah, yeah. It, it would give too much away, I think. Um, it, this, it unfolds and there's, there's, you know, there's major characters and, yeah, uh, so it... I don't know. I'll keep it untitled. It, it's that the whole fate of the the earth and and it's the consequences of global warming and and all our our appetite for for natural resources is is really alarming and it frightens me. Um, I have a son. I have a granddaughter, and I and I worry for their future. Well, I mean, it's a big problem. And the thing is, you know, as we're saying with Neil Young, I mean, we've known about all this for decades and decades. Mm. And it's like, when are we going to see proper change taking hold? When are people going to say enough um, government people, enough with all this sort of stuff, start doing your job or you're out? Yeah, really. Um, I, grew there, up, there. I grew up through the 70s and, um, and the late 60s. And, and there was a spirit at, at the time that, you know, good things were, were coming, you know, the the Aquarian agents. Um, I think the world would be a different place if, if the hippies had gained some ascendancy at that time instead of being brushed aside by, you know, events of the day. But it's also very much a propaganda machine, isn't it? It's, it's that constant um, programming of people to sort of not listen to the hippies, not listen to the grassroots people, the environmentalists and all that sort of stuff. They get swayed up within the um, mainstream culture. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's on television. It's on, you know, uh, radio. Uh, the newspapers, of course, we, we, are, we are fed a diet of um, attitudes and um, it's, it's influencing Australian culture and and society as, as well as as you know other other countries and other worlds exactly and we were talking before about um the refugee status at the moment we had a bit of a conversation about the rails yeah exactly you you asked me how i felt about what was happening uh, with all the syrian refugees um trying to exit into um into europe i i found find that situation almost too too big to comprehend and and too definitely too too difficult to write about. Um, I, as I said before, I, I I'm happy to talk in generalities and 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 perhaps um, around things rather than than to the 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 event itself. In, in, in a poem. Yeah, we could do a poem. I'm talking about the universe, people. Universe people drink peppermint tea. They give flowers to riot police. Shower with a friend to save precious water. 
They make love, not war, and protest the slaughter of oppressed peoples and minky whales in the sea. They cry for the rivers and they bleed for the trees. Down to earth, universe people like me. A universe people are too loose for yoga. They honor the body. They don't want to control it. No guru, no method, no dogma, no creed. The here and the now is all that they need. Whatever country they be living in, universe people are world citizens, be they Brazilian, Sicilian, Tongans or Turks. Different cultures, different places, different customs, different races. We are all homo sapiens. In lowland Bangladesh or in, on Tibetan mountain high, we're all standing on the ground, looking up to only one sky. Universe people live their life by the stars. They've got their moon in the seventh house. They've got Jupiter aligned with Mars. One thing they're sure of, the Southern Cross, is a constellation. It's not a call to arms. It belongs to no one nation. It's not some brand of body art. Don't make it a symbol to set the world apart. Don't be a country with a desert for a heart. So look up. Come on. It's a handful of far-flung suns. Look up. Come on. Join the universe, people. We are already one. Thank you. Thank you, Robert Gibson, for joining us today on The Bohemian Beat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for your time, Rudy. Stumbling block Stumbling block Stumbling block I can't get around it And I can't get through it I can't go over it And I can't go under it I'm scared of what I might find if I ever get behind it Stumbling block Stumbling block Stumbling block If I wait for a while it just might go away I suppose I should get down on my knees and pray I'm sure if I got one good night's sleep, it'll look better in the day. Stumbling block, stumbling block, stumbling block. Maybe I should pay someone to come here and remove it. Or I could just chip away at it bit by little bit. I guess I could build me a bomb and blow it up in one big hit. Stumbling block, stumbling block, stumbling block. Some of my friends say I should call in the mystics. Or find me a philosopher to come here and say it don't exist Then there is a mountain, then there is no mountain, then there is Stumbling block, stumbling block, 
If I ever get done with this, I'll make a brand new start. I gotta get my thinking straight and put the horse before the car. If I had the balls, I'd wrap this thing up in plastic and call it art. Stumbling block, stumbling block, stumbling block. I'm gonna call up every TV station. Maybe the Museum of Science is looking for a special donation. I could sell tickets, drag it on tour, all around the whole goddamn nation. Saying stuff like that, I got a problem if it's true. If you can't get rid of what's inside of you, it's bound to destroy you. Stumbling blood, stumbling blood, stumbling blood. Yeah, I hear a stumbling blood. to the Bohemian Beat and we just heard Paul Kelly with Stumbling Blocks. Now our next guests, Ella and Melody, are two students from SAE Creative Institute in Byron Bay. I had the recent pleasure of listening to their musical project, Grow Old With Me, and I'm delighted to have them on the show today to share their experience. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Just get the mics. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, great to be here. <laughs> and how are we today? Yeah, good. Very good. Enjoy. Good day. <laughs> Excellent. Now, Mel, um, would you like to tell us a little bit about the project Grow Old With Me? Sure. I'll just share from my perspective. Actually, it was Ella's brainchild, and I kind of came on board and um, offered some ideas. And, yeah, it was just an idea and we thought okay here's a direction we'll start folk music and then things just kind of unfolded and um i guess with both of our creative abilities uh coming together it really grew um yeah i know i know one thing we definitely wanted to set out to um yeah take some folk resources and then do like a modern I don't know, us inspired version. So that's hopefully what came So it was kind of about (laughs) um, looking at what inspired you and then from that to sort of create your own songs. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to try to create a retro sound um, with the EP just because I love that type of music and I'd never really done it before. And I also wanted to collaborate with somebody else in the writing and creating process as well. So, so yeah. it's really interesting to be able to um, put your creativity actually into a technical format. So that's what you guys are learning at SAE. Yeah. And, and how does that work with your creativity? Have you found that really helpful? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it just gives you so many more tools to use to bring that creation into being. And the yeah. whole mystery of songwriting sort of is broken I guess in that way as well because you sort of see how it all kind of comes together and how you can you know make your own tunes yeah that's right yeah I feel I have much more control over the final product now that I know how to use the technology yeah excellent now I really liked your track um I see can you guys Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that yeah we really wanted to 
make a protest type song. Um, and yeah. yeah, the whole refugee crisis is something that we're passionate about. So yeah, that's mm. kind of why we decided to write a song about that. And what is about the refugee crisis at the moment that's really stirring you up? Oh, it's just completely heartbreaking, the fact that so many people are being displaced and, yeah, of course, war is such an atrocious thing. Um, Yeah, I don't even feel like words can just describe how horrific it is at the moment. And that's why we need music and poetry. Yeah, Mm. that's right. So let's go to the track from Ella and Melody. Shut off your heart 
heart knows what is true Then you must do your part So you think that we would be here If we had another way That we'd choose to risk it all Instead of stay another day just a problem to be dealt with quietly Or do you think that if you tried That you could see the way I see Let me tell you about me There's only so much a heart can endure Before it withers And that track was called I See from Ella and Melody. So what now, Ella, now that you've discovered your singer-songwriter potential, where are you, where are you heading to now? I'd just like to keep doing it and keep practising my art and my craft um, as songwriter, musician and um, mixing engineer, recording engineer. Yeah. I'd just like to keep doing it for the rest of my life, really. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, we are unfortunately running out of time, but we will end with one more uh, track from you guys called Grow Old With Me. Can you just tell us a little bit about that track? Yeah, sure. Uh, with the Grow Old With Me, I actually had written um, the first verse like a couple of years ago and felt like a writer's block. I couldn't get past it anymore, but I'd saved it. And I got given um, a new instrument, a mandolin, and I revisited it and thought, oh, this is going to work. Like, I really like this, but I needed some help kind of fine tuning and and really pulling out more of the story, which Ella is really great at, like um, collaborating and talking and trying different things. And it just grew into this really fun little track that we brought for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Bohemian Beat, Melody and Ella, and we will have you back again because I hear you guys love poetry. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd also like to thank again Robert Gibson for coming into the studio and sharing his poetry with us. 
So I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I'm Riddy and I'll be back next week. Same beat time, same bohemian frequency. Mm-hmm. Check out the website, thebohemianbeat.com for podcasts and more information. Baby, grow old with me.
that we 